Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge. You grab the bull by the horns. You find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back. Hour number two, Monday here at Super Bowl week. Gojo and Golik live here from the DraftKings setup over at Radio Row. And a beautiful setup this it is. This is a great setup. We are presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. And we are delivering two more great guests, which also means we get to come over to the Comfy Cows. Yep. Normally, we love to see Stormy Bonantoni, Michael Lombardi, anytime that they're around us and anytime they're with us. But especially out here, because anytime we bring in friends, we get to sit in the comfy seat. Yeah. So, guys, welcome. How are you? Thank you. It's great. Good yeah. to be here. We're between the hedges. I feel like I'm at a Georgia. <laughs> A football game. It's yeah. awesome, right? That is true. Nice. Yeah. It does. Very Athens-esque yeah. vibe to it right Plus, now. this is a couch where you could throw a pillow on it here and take <laughs> exactly. a good nap. Ooh, which don't by threaten the end me of the with week, a good time. Yeah. 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 By, by the end of the week, every, you guys by, are going to be doing yeah. shows over there. We're going to be doing shows and people are just going to be passed out and Fun camped out here. Fun fact about me, I can nap any place, anywhere, anytime. I'm so with this you. is just like... Yeah, you. I'm with you. Beautiful. This is, oh, that's great. Really begging for it to happen right now. By the way, uh, you can catch uh, Michael Lombardi Stormy on the Lombardi line on Visa and obviously the GM Shuffle, also Thank a fantastic you. show that you can all check out. And as we get towards happy hour here, a good reminder for everybody that the DraftKings happy hour boost is going to be going all week long here. A new happy hour boost from 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern every day. When we hit the 5 o'clock Eastern hour, the first happy hour boost is going to go live there on DK Sportsbook. You can get Christian McCaffrey to have 30 or more rushing yards in each half boosted from plus 120 to minus 140, uh, boosted up to one, plus 120 from minus 140. Tune in to Gojo and Golik every day this week. We'll give you the new happy hour boost as it comes uh, up there. Like Stormy, Very how nice. does that sound to you? Very nice. I, right could, I could talk myself here. into a Christian McCaffrey. I could talk myself <laughs> into an Isaiah Pacheco yeah. if you do the 30 can, and 30. So can, can we just, Michael, let's start there. For, for someone who's been in the league as much as you have, I've been in the league for a while as well. 
The Super Bowl is in Vegas. For yeah. for all the time that the league has shunned gambling, has not only shunned but looked at it in such a revolting way to now accept it the way they have, obviously because of the, the number with the beginning with the word B that comes along with it. Yeah. You know, I started my career at UNLV, and, and obviously – that was the, the sports books were still big and you just never thought it was ever going to grasp. I mean, you know, they didn't have UNLV games on the board. It was always a taboo thing. But, you know, we worked at VSIM with the great Brent Musburger. And in 1975, when he started the NFL today, he and Jimmy the Greek in 76, they walked over to Pete Rozelle's office. They walked along Sixth Avenue and they said, we want to put the Greek on and we want to talk about it. And they went through this whole hour-long meeting, and in the last five minutes, Roselle said, talk about it, but don't ever use the line. And they did, and that's kind of how it got introduced into the whole fabric of the NFL was with the Greek and with Brent Musburger. And so to come from that point where we're not even talking about the line on right. the pregame show to where we are today is somewhat remarkable. It's been a huge seismic change. It's reflected in just the visual of all this here now. And it gets us to a point where we get to usher it in in this city with two teams that everyone is also very familiar with, both historically around the NFL, but certainly in recent history as we've got the matchup from four years ago now. And Stormy, one of the biggest characters in this week, both of them are going to be quarterbacks, certainly. But I want to start with Brock Purdy in San Francisco. We've kind of gotten to beat this from a bunch of different angles all year long. As we get to this week now, after what he's done in the postseason, is there any part of you that's still surprised about the way he's discussed around NFL circles because of his play? I think, and I don't know if you agree with this, it's weird to me the way that people view Brock Purdy as if he's been in the league for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's his second year period playing at this level of football. And he's taken the team to back-to-back -back NFC championships and now a Super Bowl appearance. And how many categories did he lead the NFL in this year? And people still act as if, you know, he's not supposed to be doing this or he's not as good despite the numbers, which just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me based on the evidentiary support we've seen on the field and what he's done and even in games where he hasn't had like a full first half and second half performance he stepped up in the moments that are needed especially in winning these two playoff games yeah I mean I don't get it I really don't we love a comeback story and this kid's an incredible story mm -hmm. you know from Arizona he goes to Iowa State three-star and then he starts 40 some plus games in college football and went and put Iowa State Matt Campbell's you know yeah. look at what he's done for their program so the kids won everywhere he's been and for some reason and it's just, I don't know whether it's because nobody saw it coming or what, but at some point you just have to say stop is enough, right? Like this whole idea that he's a system quarterback is ridiculous because you're a point guard. You're throwing the ball accurately to the people. They lead the league in yards after the catch. Yeah. Well, if you throw a bad ball in a yards after, uh, to a receiver, there's no yards after the catch, right? So you, he's throwing them and leading them into running. And so... I find it hard to believe that we're still debating this. Like, like that. Oh, all of a sudden, last week's game turned the corner for somebody. <laughs> like they had this. Oh my God, moment! Give me a break, my, please. My favorite thing still is when Alex Smith went on ESPN and said, "As the unofficial president yeah. of the Game Managers yeah, Club, this yeah. guy's not allowed in." It is amazing. And remember, even Richard Sherman on our show, Mike, yeah. said everybody loves a good underdog story except for the Brock Purdy story, which which blows my mind. Now, Michael, let me ask you this again from your executive positions in the NFL. How much credit do you look at for the 49ers? Because basically when you take – you correct me if I'm wrong. 
when you take a quarterback in the seventh round, you're taking a bit of a flyer, right. taking him that late. So how much credit do they actually get because they blew it so badly on Trey Lance of giving up assets to move up and end up giving him away? Well, I think one of the things you learn from this, so when Seattle had Seattle signed Matt Flynn, big contract, right. they, they trade for Charlie Whitehurst. Oh, and they draft Russell Wilson in the third round. They, and Wilson ends up being the best player. Same thing happens here. Kyle had a fourth-round grade. He thought this kid could be a potential starter. That's a fourth-round player. Who had a fourth-round grade? The 49ers did. On it's Brock Purdy. On Brock, Brock Purdy. Okay. okay. Okay, so they had that. And so they're getting – then the seventh round, they're deciding, what do we do? And everybody says, this guy could be a player, this guy. And Kyle made the decision, hey, this is the best player. And – you got to give them credit for that. But where they deserve a ton of credit is, to me, they didn't begin with the end in mind. They let the player play, right? So they basically said, as you guys know from playing, it's about how you play, not where you get picked. And now he got fortunate with the injuries, but when Jed York confessed last week that Kyle told him he was the best quarterback, even though he was a seventh rounder, that tells you how willing Kyle was to to allow the competition to unfold. And it also says a lot about Brock Purdy's intelligence and his ability to show quickly in a few of reps how great he was. I, I think it's a tremendous story. I really do. But it, but again, it, the lesson is you should draft quarterbacks every year. <laughs> that, that was fascinating to hear, though, from Jed mm -hmm. York, like yeah. being open and honest and sharing that conversation yeah. that Shanahan said, listen, we lo we're love Trey. He's a good dude. We're going to keep on trying to develop him the best we can. But think our third string guy's our best guy. And for him to now be in the position that he is, I think is freaking awesome. What a cool story. And that's why it bugs me that people I aren't know. rooting for I him. Know. It, I, I do wonder if this week kind of water will find its level with a lot of that, because I don't know, what do you guys think the reason was for the reaction to him being what it was? I kind of think they put so much into Trey Lance that they wanted that to be true that they couldn't believe this story to be true. Like they gave up all those all those assets. But, but I'm talking about from the outside perspective, yeah. the reason why people have been I hesitant to buy Brock Purdy. I, well, I think a lot of it is because, you know, I've been in draft rooms. You know, there's a lot of scouts that have erasers to the pencils. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me go yeah. back and change how I <laughs> okay. graded that player. You know, they don't want to be wrong. Yeah, like, they want to be, be proven right. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to be wrong. Oh, no, wait a minute, that guy's no good. Like, all whatever happens on Sunday, Brock Purdy's going to be a good player on Monday. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's the reality. And San Francisco's future is very bright with him because they have two more years of a rookie contract. They can't even redo the deal. Yeah. So they can keep adding talent to around him. Now, eventually, they're going to have to pay the piper. But, no, I, I don't understand it. I think a lot of it goes back to nobody's willing to change their mind when they see a player. And you see that Mr. Irrelevant tag. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And very soon, though, uh, Brock Purdy will be able to not have a roommate like I believe he has <laughs> yeah. now because yeah. of the amount of money he makes, yeah. how it gets burned up in San Francisco. So quick for both of you, Mike, I'll start with you. When you first saw the matchup when the championship games were over, what was your initial thought about the Super Bowl? Uh, the, my thought was San Francisco got to the biggest game of the year without playing their A game. They have not even come close. I would say they've probably been C-plus in both games. I mean, really, you could say the Packer game was a C-game for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this team is so good that they haven't even played. The best part of their team is their defensive front, and they haven't played well. I mean, people have run the ball on the edges. I don't think we'll see Chase Young in the starting lineup this week. I think they're going to have to put a bigger mm -hmm. defender over at right end to be able to hold up against the, the running game that Andy Reid's going to want to try to run with Pacheco. So for me, it was like that's what's kept me away from saying Kansas City's winning the game easy is because I don't think we've seen the best effort out of San Francisco. And I know she, yeah. being a 49er fan I'm going now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I've been mental. So <laughs> <laughs> obviously lots of highs and lows in the NFC Championship sure. game. So we're as down as a family as we could be on the couch watching that game at halftime. And then you start to feel that little bit of momentum creeping up. And then they're up 10 and this is really going to happen. And so I was very excited at the end of that game that they completed the comeback, that they've lucked out back-to-back -back important playoff games. And then I came back down to earth within about 60 seconds because they had to have a rematch with the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> and I still have a lot of wounds from four years ago. And that was a tough matchup. And it's really hard to play a team that feels like they're peaking at the right time because Kansas City, we know all year we've talked about how they're vulnerable, how their wide receiver group leads the lead in, in drops and all these things. And now they're finding ways. They've adjusted their offensive philosophy. And I think they're going to be a bear come Sunday. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, to me, but Andy Reid's worried because he's got to be because he's got to be telling his team, look, this is not who they are. Sure. You know, I mean, they give up 9.6 yards per completion in the regular season. They're up to 12.3. You know, like that three yards and then running. They give up 4-1 during the season. Now they're at 5-6. So who are they? And if you're the coach of the Chiefs, you're saying they're the team that was the regular season. That's who we got to get ready for. So for the Chiefs and how they do get ready for that, it, Stormy, you mentioned it the conversation about what the Chiefs were during the regular season, Patrick Mahomes and these weapons, how different it is. Michael, from your standpoint, what was the turning point for Kansas City? How were they able to get from the team we saw struggling during the regular season to what seemed like a juggernaut the last few weeks? You know, one of my favorite sayings, Churchill said this, they asked him why he became prime minister, and he said, because fear does the work of reason. Because when they're bombing us in London, the fear of dying made people reason to put me as the prime minister. Losing on Christmas Day was their fear does the work of reason. Mm. They give up one completion after the first quarter. They give up two touchdowns for scores. They're embarrassed. I mean, Andy went home to eat his traductin, and it didn't taste right, right? And so, now, look, we know this about Andy Reid. He doesn't like to, to call running plays. He hates them. Yep. But what he hates more than calling runs is losing. And so he went in that Monday after Christmas and said, here's the way we're going to play. Here's how we have to play. Here's what we have to do. Patrick Mahomes, stop worrying about throwing the ball down the field. We're going to take these things. We're going to run it more. And that fear reasoned with the team, and that's why they're so good right now. They're playing to the strength of their defense. They average 23 points a game. They're only giving up 14. Mm -hmm. Like this is, they have, Stormy was saying today, they haven't scored over 31 points. I mean, they did it against the Raiders in the first game. They did it against the Chargers. But for the most part, they have to be methodical. They've had 19 drives of seven plays or more. So that, to me, is the mark of a great coach. Andy Reid realizing, I got to do it. Andy Reid, I don't think, gets enough praise for everything that's going on for what he's done, probably because Philly didn't get to the Super Bowl enough, and when he got there the one time he lost, but he's a walk-in Hall of Famer uh, with what he does now. I want to get to some of the coaching moves that went on, but Stormy, first, for this Super Bowl, some of the best prop bets. What do you think oh, are going to be out there? Oh, she's got them. Yeah. And if you like a teaser, uh, she's so, got a teaser. Uh, <laughs> My girl's a teaser now. Like, uh, she's do. got them all, and she's been on a streak, too. Like, Ooh, oh, she's yeah. been hot. Like, I, she won't brag people. about it, but she has been hot Thank on these teasers. You. I've done well with the teasers in the postseason, and I do have another one. I, I know people usually in the betting community, they talk about how they don't like to tease totals, and I've been having a lot of fun with it, and so I do have an SGT in this game where I tease the Chiefs up, so you can take them on a six-point or six-and-a-half or seven-point teaser up from two to either eight or nine in that wheeled house. So getting plus nine with the Chiefs sounds awesome. And then in a game where we anticipate there being pretty limited possessions and 
a lot of running the football under 54 and a half. So putting those together, I love, love, love that. That's probably my favorite bet. <laughs> I love SGTs. I'm a, I'm a Boy, loser. Her, her but eyes light up. I, oh, yeah, you know, look, I, mean, and I mean, she's on a roll too. Now wow. like, uh, you Can know, you it, tell I'm born and raised in Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah. though? Like, I just can't it's wait. It's a home game for Stormy this yes. week. It's no uh, doubt. Uh, uh, right? yes. I hope everyone finds someone that loves them the way Stormy loves SGTs. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So, it's it's your, a beautiful you know, you thing we have together. You got everything in there. I do. I actually love Isaiah Pacheco specifically specifically to have a rushing touchdown because there's an anytime touchdown prop that's minus 125, minus 130 in pricing. But for him specifically to have a rushing score is plus 115. And of the eight touchdowns he's had in the last seven games, seven of them have been on the ground, including all three in the playoffs. And we anticipate a lot of his usage yeah. in this yep, game. That's right. So uh, uh, Even though Andy doesn't want to, but man, I love watching that dude run. Right. Oh. God, there's sometimes awesome. I think it's Tyreek Kill with that jersey number he wears yeah, and he explodes incredible. like he does. It incredible. Really, seven round pick. I mean, think about that. Two yep. of the best players on the field, Mr. Irrelevant and awesome. Pacheco. Absolutely right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Shout out to Jordan Lewis. He runs like he looks like he bites people. That's uh, the a best. tweet that will live in infamy. Yeah. The best line. Yeah. Uh, also, I know how much you love Gatorade props. We've been talking with red being the primary color of both of these teams. Oh. Could we finally get, for the first time in the 57-year history of the big game, a red Gatorade? Oh, it's never been red. I never didn't know been that. red. Isn't really? that wild? Yeah. Absurd. I don't think it can happen. I keep... We are argue about this on the uh, show because you guys played right i mean they're not going to put anything in the gatorade tubs that the players don't want to drink true and if they don't like if they've never drank red before they're just not going to audition right. Right. and i will, and I will say of the flavors yeah. red is down pretty far on the list of gatorade yeah. flavors that, that would have been to. horrible for you mike who throws up before every game oh, yeah. had red gatorade <laughs> just cute. all over his what all right about the coaching the coaches yeah. that get hired i get it but again in your time in the nfl position of interviewing coaches hiring coaches why doesn't bill belichick have a job i think why Belichick and Vrabel don't have a job is we're in this world of collaboration, right? So we want, everybody wants to be a part of it. And when you bring somebody in with their dominating personalities, they intimidate the collaborative method. Now, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, it, like really Atlanta would be better off with Belichick, but they didn't feel he would be collaborative with Terry Fontenot, right. with Rich McKay, all that. I, you know, when you have six Super Bowls, it's hard to challenge that. And you better have a lot of knowledge of your game to be able to say, this is what I think. And having worked for the guy, he'll listen to that if you come with good situations. But I think a lot of it was George Young, the old general manager of the New York Giants, used to say, a lot of people in the NFL guard their desk. And I think that's what happens yeah, why they know. do that. Okay. Nobody wants to upset the cart right. a little bit, you know, because there's certain things that Vrabel would want to do. There's certain things that Belichick would want to do. But when you haven't won enough, you know, maybe it's time to change. And I think collaboration is the key word. And I think, I don't know why Vrabel lost his job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he doesn't yeah. have a job. I love that. Everybody loves their office, huh? They Do want to keep their protect office. Protect their desk. <laughs> George used to say, guard their desk. And Walsh said this all. Walsh told me this in 1984. This is not the league of the best and the brightest. Like, it's about people that have a relationship with the owner that can protect their jobs. And I think a little bit of that. Oh, well, Belichick lost this. Look, you put six Super Bowls on a table, you're going to get everybody's respect. And, and we talked about this on our show earlier, too, with Belichick. Like, could the Dallas Cowboys be an even better landing spot for him next yeah. year? Mike McCarthy sure. on the last year of his deal if things don't work out. Nick Sirianni and the Eagles, so much talk this offseason about that job. Like, there's potentially better landing spots next year. Well, that was my question, is either, neither, or both. Both of those, Mike Vrabel right. and Bill Belichick, back in the league by well, next season. I think people are going to smarten up. I mean, think about Atlanta's offseason. They declared they had no interest in Lamar Jackson, and then yeah. they declared they had no, and then they didn't want Bill Belichick. I mean, so like they're on a roll. 
I mean, they're on a roll. <laughs> and then you wonder why they've won 21 games. It's not all Arthur Smith's fault why they lost, why they've won 21 games in three years. So I, I think there's a little bit of that. But I, I got to believe people will smarten up next year. I mean, Frable's too good of a coach. Yeah, I agree with I that. I mean, the guy, went, the guy went into overtime against Patrick Mahomes, and his quarterback didn't complete a pass after the second quarter. Think about it. I mean, that game should go in the Canton Hall of Fame game yeah. for the most remarkable game. I don't know how he's not. So we want to get your picks. So we're going to save some time for that. But of the coaches that got hired, did one surprise you? And is there a surprise of a coach who did not get hired outside of Rabel and Belichick? Well, I think Bobby Slovic going back because of what he did with C.J. Stroud, I thought that was a surprise. I think the McDonald hire with John Snyder is a really good hire. I think both of them will kind of will, will synergize that organization. I think Pete had done really good things there, but I think they needed a little bit of a change. I was surprised Washington didn't even talk to Bill. He's from Annapolis. They wanted to go with Adam Peters. They're setting it up as if they're a basketball operation. The president, GM, runs right. the team. The coach just coaches. Gotcha. That dynamic has never worked in right. the NFL. That doesn't work. We talked all season, too, about what an amazing coordinator Ben Johnson was and the assumption that he was going to get a job, but him electing to stay with Detroit, yeah. I think that was a big surprise to me at the time. Yeah. These coordinator hires are huge, and I think we saw Cleveland's hiring of Jim Schwartz made a big difference to their team. Yeah. Absolutely. we've I think in a lot of recent years have had coordinator names become very much household names mm -hmm. over the course of these seasons, as the case with the God of Coaches we've got coming up this weekend. So, guys, let's get the picks. We've got the board oh up here. We're getting everyone's picks in the week. I know it's early, so if you want to come back, especially since you're going to be at home in the set yeah. most of the week, you can, you can come them. change it. Stormy, we'll start with you. I mean, who well, you got this week? I feel like I'm copying Jessica up here because we did our VEASAN picks in our guide this week, and that was my final I score, San Francisco 27-24. Really? Yeah. I went Niners 27-23. I think I went that You went four. Niners? Yeah, I did. What? Because here's why I went wow. Niners. I, see, I, I hate, did not anticipate that. I hate being on the side. I, like, I, there's no reason to support why you're picking the Niners, but I hate being every, – when everybody thinks something, it's one of Walsh's great sayings. If everybody's thinking alike, no one's thinking. Everybody's thinking the Chiefs are going to win, yeah. so I went the Man, other way. I was just hoping that my fandom was starting to rub it off. Rubbed, it did, yes. don't you? Are you kidding me? I'm not going to – plus I won my first Super Bowl with it. Plus I won my first Super Bowl with it. Exactly. Nice See, it all plays back. You uh -huh. can get more of this on the Lombardi line <laughs> on Beeson. Guys, thanks so thanks. much. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. All right, we are back here. Gojo and Golik. 
live here. I'm going to be here all week at Meteor Row in Las Vegas, Mandalay Bay. It's awesome. There's a sick Toyota here. We got the um, the Bounty House over here that apparently is just serving wings they are. all the time that you can go up and get. They are. It's it's fantastic. Yes. I, I mean, listen, Super Bowl week is about people obviously wanting to show their wares and we all benefit from that. We do. Right? We do indeed. Uh, speaking of, we will have uh, Aiden O'Connell and Jacoby yep. Myers, who are there on behalf of Bounty, coming and joining us tomorrow. We are brought to you by Bayer mm-hmm. Aspirin, the official sponsors of Fans Hearts, to help you out with all of that. And, Deb, we talked a little bit with Stormy and Michael Lombardi about some of the coaching moves around the NFL. The head coaching hires were all taken care of. We're yes. still working on coordinator hires. And weird drama with Cliff Kingsbury yes. over the weekend. Last time on Dragon Ball Z, he was fired from his job in Arizona. He was going and hanging out in Thailand. Then he takes the job this year working with Caleb Williams and the offense over at USC. And we had heard originally that he was going to come out here to be the offense coordinator Mm -hmm. for the Las Vegas Raiders at the 11th hour. Bales, and now it sounds like, will join the Washington Commanders, which led everyone, of course, to speculate about would they potentially try to move up in the draft from the two spot to the one spot and get Caleb Williams as their quarterback with all that familiarity. What did you think about that? I I was surprised. I thought he was going to end up here. It turns out in in, in Las Vegas, turns out Luke Getze yes. is going to be the here, which, Bears which I thought was interesting because he and Justin Fields, it just didn't didn't mesh at all. I didn't think Getze got enough out of Justin Fields and what he could do from a play-calling standpoint, so we'll see what happens here, whether it's Aiden O'Connell or somebody else. Yeah. Um, but with Cliff, first of all, I mean, that, that it was an interesting hire I thought because, again, Cliff probably will prove he is going to be better off as an OC than as a head coach, sure. as we've seen. But that's always an important hire because it was a defensive coach in Washington and Dan Quinn. So basically, when you hire an offensive guy, it's like you're, that's theirs, right? Dan, while we'll oversee everything, I don't know how involved he's going to get well, in the I offense. Say, remember the last time Dan was a head coach when he was in Atlanta, you had Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, Shanahan there who exactly clearly right. was the head coach of the offense. <clears throat> right. So a, dyni- a dynamic that he's used to. So that, that'll be Kyle now in Washington. And, and I don't know if that means, you know, are they going to move up for Kayla Williams because he knows him. We see all this cross-pollination all the time from coaches, you know, in college to the NFL and getting a different sure. quarterback. So I don't really put a whole lot to that as far as, oh, now is Washington going to move up to get Caleb? I, don't, I, don't, I still think he's going number one to Chicago, even though now you start to read reports he doesn't want to go to Chicago. I mean, I think we've dealt with a lot of weird misinformation on that subject we for a have, while. We have, and, and we also have seen some players pull it off. Eli Manning sure. said, I'm not going to the Chargers, got drafted by the Chargers, and they pull off the trade. I remember Green and I were at that draft when that went on and kind of getting in the mix of that. Obviously, you have the whole John Elway situation. Don't draft me. I will go play baseball. Yep. So you can have some power there if you choose to pull the string on it, but I don't think that's going to happen with Caleb Williams if he, in fact, is going to be uh, the top-rated quarterback by teams. He is going to be a Chicago Bear, I believe. I do think we've talked about a lot of what coaches look for in the jobs that were taken this offseason, and we'll get to how Dan Quinn got to Washington. A very interesting article in The Athletic by Ben St- uh, by Ben Standig and Diana Rossini talking about the courtship yeah. of Ben Johnson and how that led them to here. But with Washington and Cliff Kingsbury as it pertains to what's in Las Vegas, which is, hey, Aiden O'Connell did some good things right. this year for them, but you're not sure if that's the long-term answer. Versus in Washington, you've got one of the top two picks in the draft, which means even if it's not Caleb Williams. It's Drake May. Yeah, you're talking about Drake May. You're talking about one of the two best yes. players in this draft. A lot of momentum in terms of the capital around Washington. You can understand why Cliff did that. Now, 
the article I mentioned is about trying to understand why Ben Johnson did what he did, which is a question for a lot of people. We just said Stormy, probably the most surprising part of this offseason for her dad. <laughs> the commanders, I'd assume you, you see an article like this that talks about the twists in this and Ben Johnson's decision and his camp texting Washington while they're mid-flight <laughs> yeah. on their way out to Detroit and the quotes in here about people saying this is a terrible look for Ben's reputation and this is how you get a reputation around the league seems like a lot of effort by clearly Washington's camp to try and spin their new hire in a way that to me I don't see the strategy in that. This ends up making, in my mind, the Washington Commanders, who are a new regime, no Dan Snyder. You've got all these things that you're supposedly excited about. This reeks of desperation to try and justify your new hire at a time where I would just want to put what happened with Ben Johnson behind me and not talk about it anymore. I'm surprised with new ownership, which includes a Magic Johnson, who is a great face to have in front of your product, right? I mean, this, this gregarious, just really... Sure, he's the face, but, you know, Josh Harris, it's a lot of NBA DNA yeah, Exactly, exactly. So you start anew, you get the stench of Daniel Snyder out of there, right? I'm surprised they were last. Now, I didn't know, think they'd be first as a coach, hiring coaches, but I'm surprised they were last. And let's, let's just say it for what it is. They didn't get their top choice. No. What, even if it wasn't Ben Johnson... They didn't. When you're last, you didn't get your top choice. Right. There was talk about them pursuing Mike McDonald the same way exactly. that other teams exactly. did. Exactly. So. so I'm with you. Just move on from it. Don't try and spin something to say, oh, we really got who we wanted. It wasn't there. I just, yeah. I, don't, I don't buy that. Just, just move on quietly and, and start your business. And this isn't downplaying Diana Rossini or any of the reporting right. here, but it's more saying, listen, this obviously seems like it's coming from the Washington side. And one of the quotes in there, a league source familiar with the situation said, outrageous, simply outrageous. That's not how you conduct business. It's how you ruin your reputation. This is the, this is my thing with this situation is Ben Johnson. If, if it went down that way, probably not ideal, right? To let them know on the way out. Hey, we don't know the timing of that. We don't know what in, went into that. If that was the earliest he could let them know or whatever, Ben Johnson's reputation is going to be solely based on what he does at the helm of that right. Detroit offense. Yep. It's been laid in the last couple of years, and he's going to get another crack at them again when this year. For the Washington front office, yeah, you're going to have draft picks. You're going to have a lot of that, but this is also something that's your reputation, and it's one you're trying to build anew in the post-Dan Snyder era in a way that this, to me, runs counter to. This ends up being a bad look more, I think, for the Washington commanders than for Ben yep. Johnson. I, I agree with that. I'll say this. Going forward, and I don't know how everybody interviews – uh, but I'll say this. If Ben Johnson is sticking to the report of $15 million, he's not going to be a head coach. No, I'm telling you, nobody's ponying up a first-time head coach for that. Well, well I mean, Jim, we, Jim Harbaugh got $16 million. Who's paying Ben Johnson $15 million? So we've heard a lot of the stuff. And again, this is part of all the stuff that comes out to maybe try and justify the move and what happened here. But you hear more. Hey, maybe Ben Johnson doesn't interview the best. Or maybe Ben exactly. Johnson has some reservations about making the right. jump at this right. juncture and wants more time there. And so the asking price is this way to say, you hey, you're either going to get this godfather offer or you're going to get what maybe you want more in your heart of hearts and is to go back. But uh, either way in that, because of the way he's produced, and if he continues to produce that way, he's not going to want for opportunities. Right. Hell, Washington was ready to fly out there and sign he, it. It seemed like a done deal. He is going to have opportunities. There is no doubt about it. Which, on the other side of that, another question come up. Is Eric Bieniemy going to get any more opportunities? Yeah. That, to me, is a big question on the other side. Took a big gamble this year in Washington and obviously did not pay off. Coming up next, I don't know how it's taken us an hour and a half into the show. We're going to get to the biggest news in the world from last night next.
The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back, Gojo and Golik live from Las Vegas. We're presented by 1-800-Flowers.com, DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's Day. And Dad, speaking of flowers, one of the winners from last night at the Grammys here, Miley Cyrus, notched yes. her first Grammy for the song Flowers, or performed the song Flowers there as well. Incredible, absolutely kicked ass during that. Even announced it, she was ad-libbing during it. She was on fire. She was, she was on fire, I, I'm not gonna lie, I hadn't seen her in so long do anything when i heard her name i was a little surprised not gonna lie yeah no it had been a little bit but incredible album and uh, incredible moment for you by the way coming back from here just ran for the world's longest pee i mean probably a good quarter mile inside the convention center here how you doing i would say my workouts uh me and your mother workout at orange theory help a lot on the treadmill there you go didn't really sprint but got a good probably three-quarter pace going that went well all right i'm gonna buy you some time to go and catch your breath here you. and remind people as we get ready for Cash It or Trash It here yeah. on Gojo and Golik. It's presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. You can check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code Gojo, G-O-J-O, because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Agent eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. And our friends over at DraftKings have released some specials for the Super Bowl involving Taylor Swift, all named after Taylor songs. Here's some examples. Samples, Dad, 22. Any quarter to have 22 or more points at plus 400. Karma, Travis Kelsey, zero receptions at a 49ers win. Ouch. Wow. Plus 3,000 right there. Shake it off, the 49ers to score first. Kansas City to win at plus 350. Today was a fairy tale. Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown, and the Chiefs win at plus 240. So some great options to check out there because, Dad, this has been one of the most dominant stories in the world of sports in the world in general. And last night got a wonderful addition addition to that at the Grammys. Taylor Swift became the only artist in the history of the Grammys to win four Album of the Year Grammys. She won for her most recent album, Midnight's, her 10th studio album. And in a day where me and the rest of the Swifties were putting on our clown makeup, reading all the signs, her website's down in black and white. She wears black and white there. All her social media accounts are black and white there. And what we thought was a symbol for the upcoming re-release that she's been doing with all her albums, for Taylor's reputation, this pivotal album, this response, her bad girl era snakeskin, this violent, wild-sounding album that we thought was finally going to get a record. Instead, 
We still end up wearing the clown makeup because she decides to just go ahead and announce her 11th studio album that's going to be coming out now, the Tortured Poets Department, that will come out on April 19th. You saw me at dinner. We were out at dinner with our agent, Lou, yeah. my mom, his wife, Fern, and my phone felt like it was going to explode in my pocket. I didn't know what was going on. And I looked down, and everyone's just, did you see what she did? I got full body chills at that the, table, There are man. so many little things Woo. that are beyond me. Woo. That I, Listen, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. But not that deep. I'm an inch deep and a mile wide. Swifties I, love you, by the I, way. Now, yeah, I, I, okay. I, and, and you know what? I'm happy Keep to it be, that way. I'm happy to be loved by them. Yeah, I, I am. But I don't dive down these rabbit holes. I don't know that every single little number or word or movement means something. Like I mean, the watch necklace that she had last night that was set to midnight's. Uh, wow. Did, had wow. no clue about it. I mean, but it is unreal where the little things go in this. But I got some things with, with Taylor and Travis, if you'd like to. You do? Yes, I really? do. Really? Okay. Well, I, first off, just want to say <clears throat> congratulations. I know there were a lot of Swifties last night that were conflicted. They really wanted to see Reputation get announced. It's going to come. Let's take the new music, guys. The Tortured Poets Department also got a little added element to it and a little flavor because, Dad, you know, she's no stranger to albums that have a breakup theme to them or yeah, reference yeah. some of her exes throughout history here. And there was a clip yesterday that was going around from back in 2022, her ex Joe Alwyn and Paul Mescal were having this little conversation and they referenced a group chat that they had with Andrew Scott called The Tortured Man Club. The title of this album, The Tortured Poets Department. Everyone reading in and wondering if we might get a little Joe Alwyn diss track on this, which I know is right up your alley. I mean, you are so far over my head right now. Oh, it's incredible. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm excited we're getting a new album. I understand people wanted <laughs> reputation. I think this is going to be a ton of fun. In a year where, again, how has she done this? She's been on tour for basically the last two years now. She's also been flying back and forth to Chiefs games. We've talked about her flight path from Tokyo, where she's got the concert coming up this weekend to get here in time for the game on Saturday and then sleep and then get up Sunday. She's been running around doing all this and somewhere snuck a new album in it. It's like she's got the clock from Harry Potter, Hermione had, where you just get to bend time to your will. It's so, insane. So if the Chiefs happen to win this game and then down on the field enough, I interview Travis and she's there, the most I'm going to say to her is, you know what? Really enjoy your work. What? That's all you need to say. What would you say to her? That's perfect. I would. Would you get carried away? I'd burst into flames. My body would be reduced to atoms. I would simply perish. So you've got to compose yourself much better than that uh, and I've, represent there us. There won't be any problem me composing myself because I don't know 99% of the things you just said. It's the gravity, though, Dad. <laughs> it's like when I when I met Magic Johnson or any of those guys like that, they've got a certain gravity and aura to them. She's got her own gravitational pull. She's probably got her own area code, for Christ's sake. Yeah, we're all, we're all in her orbit, that's for sure. 2023, mm. Jason, uh, Travis Kelsey's jersey ranking or album sales ranking for Taylor Swift? Who is higher? Who is higher? Who is better? Um, I would probably say uh, I'll go Taylor album sales. Taylor album sales yeah. number one. Travis Kelsey number nine. Um, Which is surprising, yeah. by the way. Where was Jason on that list? Do yeah, we know? I, I I'd just, imagine he no, was up there, don't too. Don't have that. Uh, attendance for the Chiefs game and for the Eras Tour. Now, this is obviously oh. in the favor. <laughs> Chiefs attendance, 1.4 million. Taylor, uh, the tour, 4.35 million. I mean, they made the joke last night, Trevor Noah, who was hosting the uh, Grammys, that every section in the room Taylor walked by, the economy was stimulated in that area. She's basically grossed the GDP of a small yeah. country for every place that she's gone. Career 
games played to career songs for Taylor? Oh, it's got to be so far in favor of Taylor. I mean, again, we're on the 11th studio album here. There's been vault tracks to it. It's incredible. Kelsey, 180 games. Swift, 243 Woo! songs. Playoff wins. Oh. Grammy wins. Okay. Okay, she won one last night. Yeah, she won. So, okay, so she won one last night. She won one last night. Travis has now notched three playoff wins so far this so, postseason. Playoff wins total. Grammy wins Ooh. total. I'm gonna go. She's the all-time. She's the only artist ever to have four album of the year wins. But as we saw in Jay Z's very interesting speech last night, where he was shading a lot of the voters for the way he felt his wife Beyonce was treated. Beyonce actually the all-time leader in Grammys herself. I'll go Travis Kelsey playoff wins. Travis Kelsey 15. Mm. Taylor Swift after last night. 13. Wow. There were, and 13, Taylor's oh, lucky God. number, which bodes very well for I, the Chiefs in the I'm Super not Bowl. Got, I'm not getting into all the variations. I'm just, of, I'm, I'm I know, just telling you. But I'm not getting into the list of 13s that I have there. Oh, you've got the 13. Oh, it's come on. horrific. Super Bowl 58, 5 plus 8 is 13. Okay. February 11th, 2-11. Oh, That's my God. 13. Versus the 49ers, 4-9. and nine, Oh, my God. 13. One seed versus three seed, 13. Oh, my God. Brock Purdy's. What are we doing here? Brock Purdy's jersey Anyone's number. Anyone's putting number on the, money on the Niners at this point? Yeah. You're fighting God. You're fighting God herself. Swift has made 12-game appearances. Super Bowl will be 13. Travis and Tra Taylor were both born in 1989. Go ahead and do it to me. Okay. Three players on the active Super Bowl rosters were born in 89 as well, all on the Chiefs. Backup quarterback Blaine Gabbert and long snapper James Winchester, all born in uh, 2000, or 1989, along with you as well. Yeah, shouts out. And by the way, for those that said this affected Travis Kelsey's huh. play when she was at a game, with Taylor, uh, with with Taylor Swift at a game, nine and three, averaged six point seven yards a reception, almost eighty yards a game, five touchdowns. Without Swift at the game, four and two, six yards per reception. That's less. Fifty yards receiving per game. That's less. And three receiving touchdowns. That's less. So did better when she was at the game. Proofs in the pudding, guys, for you all go. you weird psyop people, for the there people that have been trying to gatekeep the sport, keep all the Swifties out because you're afraid of what it does to your fragile psyche. Colin Cowherd dressed it down the other day. He we did. picked up Colin in the car in Swiftyville. Dad, we picked up you the other day. You put her on the all-weekend team here. I'm happy to have you guys aboard. It's nice that you've seen the light. Like I said, and I could probably speak for Colin for this, we, we enjoy her work, and she's a megastar, and we don't understand anybody who has a problem with what's going on, and then we let people like you dive deeper into this, into all the different uh, iterations of numbers and symbols and things. To quote the great late Alex Trebek, those people, losers. <laughs> losers. <laughs>for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? Yeah, you get the joke. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. The spread, the Chiefs still getting two points in this game. The over-under 47 and a half, all you can weigh in on when you go and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. New customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with code GOJO. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Finish day one, I'm not going to lie. I'm already tired. This is very scary. Very, yeah, very scary. Let me tell you, Thursday and Friday, you want to talk about being on fumes. God's strongest soldiers right here. <clears throat> yeah. Fighting his toughest battles here. Don't say that just yet, because in case one of us doesn't show up one of those days. Fair point. <laughs> one, of, one of us. I appreciate you throwing your hat in that ring as yeah. if the obvious candidate isn't here. Weekend observations forever. It's time to finish off the show the way we always do. This, that, the third. Three quick stories to send you off onto the rest of your day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us, leave us a five-star rating. Check us out here this week only, right. live. Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. The best of Gojo and Gola going to be on 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern mm-hmm. during what our normal time slot is. We'll be back there next week, but we're out here in Vegas. So I, we just, party. I just figured out, I did the math. So each day we're on, people can see us for four hours. Four hours? Used wow. to that. Wow. Well, I know there's nothing in there that says 13, but, you know, that's still nice. I mean, one plus three equals four oh, if you want to stretch that out one, there. One, three, 13. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. I'll give you one better, uh, and we'll say we are presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery. Mm-hmm. It's DiGiorno. So let's deliver three quick stories okay. to everyone to get out here. And this one pretty interesting, Dad. We've talked, unfortunately, for the 76ers. It's been a rough few days of news. Joel Embiid oh, and that man. torn meniscus going to have surgery now. Now, there were two surgical right. options, one right. that would have put him out for months and would have been very difficult. Right. This one, he does have a chance to return right. this season, but no doubt a massive blow to this team's future. Listen, they've already, they were, what, at three? I think they're at five or six, so they've fallen. So where are they going to be by the time uh, he can get back, if in fact he can get back at all, depending on the rehab from this. So what a, what a blow. I mean, you wondered where this team was going to go. Tyrese Maxey stepped up big time once Harden left for the Clippers, and you kind of liked what you saw. But, man, these, these lower body injuries for big men. For, for seven-footers above that weight. And, and the meniscus, again, think of the meniscus as kind of that bumper between yeah. the bones, you know, to kind of that, that shock absorber. Yep. And that starts getting messed up, man. That starts, you know, wearing away and not being, being repaired. And then you can get scar tissue. For, remember when you repair something, the object is to let heal, but then – players, athletes go out and do the same thing yes. on things and you can get it hit again. You can have the scar tissue and it can start all over again, get clean outs after that and lead to obviously that new knee way down the road. But 76er fans don't care about that right now. Just when can we get him back on the on the court? And remember, this is the left knee. Yeah. The right knee right was knee. the one that yes. actually had kept him out. So he's going to have a procedure to address that left meniscus according to sources telling Adrian Wojnarowski. The team announced this on Sunday and said the door isn't closed on a return this season and the timeline will be be more apparent once doctors actually go in and complete the procedure. But, Dad, that's not even the biggest beef Sixers fans have right now. It's their mascot, who I had no idea that their mascot was a dog. Franklin the dog, last night when the um, uh, Brooklyn Nets Nets, were in town, went and dapped up Ben Simmons, former Philadelphia 76er. (laughs) Obviously, that relationship did not end great. But to Franklin, that didn't matter, and 76ers fans were not feeling that right now. The uh, the, I love the the tweet from Barstool. Complete list of everybody in Philly that for, that's forgiven Ben Simmons. One, Sixers mascot. 
that's it. That's about <laughs> it. Yeah. And, and you know what? And I know Ben has said something about basically the haters out there, and I get it. You know, you know, the, a lot of people jumped on him, but there, there was always that, especially in Philly, man. I mean, yeah. if, if you were considered someone who, who was weak in any fashion or not giving their all, or, or that word soft that all athletes hate. Man, that was going to get magnified yeah. in Philadelphia, and that's exactly what happened there. So for him, if it wasn't going to be the resurgence there, he needed to be somewhere else like he is now. He certainly did, and, and we've talked about this before with Ben, who's coming back from yet another injury right yeah. now. Yeah. You, you hope yeah. to see some semblance of that. Yes. But the one thing Ben's always going to be is himself. He's never lacked confidence, that's for sure. For some people, that's rubbed them the wrong way. Uh, Dad, let's get to that. Speaking of things going on in New York, FIFA announced the other day that as the World Cup is coming to America in 2026, the World Cup final will be played Sunday, uh, July 19th in 2026 at MetLife Stadium in New York. So they are going to be the host for the World Cup final. Obviously, a lot of easy jokes coming off the expense of the MetLife playing surface that we've seen a lot yep. of NFL players complain about. We know for the World Cup, they're rolling in grass for all they that are. right now. Yes, Pop of Soccer are. came in and said, hey, listen, if we're going to give you this bid, FIFA, the corruption that goes on at that level, somehow magically got grass to appear there when NFL players have been asking for that for years and that cry falling it's, on deaf ears. It's the greatest argument NFL players have. By far. Look what the most popular sport is. In the world, yes, we're the most popular sport here in our little country. This is in the world, and they will only play on grass. And as the NFL has come out with their studies that say there's not significantly more injuries, not especially non-contact injuries, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so they're not going to change it. But, yeah, uh, so th yeah. this is a real big step of, again, NFL players, see, look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. As I saw Chris Long tweet the other day, you bring a collection of the most expensive and coveted ACLs in the entire world yep. into the United space for the bid, and it's amazing all of a sudden what gets done. By the way, July, would you say July July 19th? Uh, yeah, I had trouble. Yeah, July 19th. July 19th? Well, it could be human. going to be sticky. Ooh. I did love FIFA's website. It's always like, this is what they think of you moment. Right. They gave fun facts about the New York, New Jersey area. Their fun facts. New York's most famous natives include NBA legend Michael Jordan and actress Scarlett Johansson. The iconic Monopoly board is largely based off the streets and locations within New, Jer uh, New Jersey's Atlantic City. The Yankees have won a world record 27 World Series titles more than any other MLB, MLB team. And New Jersey-born U.S. men's national team legend Tim Howard, 16 saves against Belgium at Brazil in 2014 is a World Cup record. And also the famous leave the gun, take the cannoli scene from oh, The Godfather. Yeah. Was That's what the world thinks of us. That's yeah. what they think of New York and New it's Jersey. It's one of the great lines after the dude came catches two or three in the back of the head. Yeah. Leave it's, the gun. Leave the gun. Well, Take the cannolis. Why don't we get to the third then, speaking of situations like that. Here's a headline for you. Pablo Escobar's oh, invasive boy. cocaine hippos are now apparently attacking people. <laughs> so Pablo Escobar, famous Colombian drug lord back in the day, had a private zoo that included a group of hippos at that zoo. It started with, I believe, four hippos at that time and has now multiplied to a population of 170 in four years. Four hippos, years. three women, yeah. one male. Baby. 170 now. Baby. Wow. It's getting okay. done right there. Yeah. Uh, there have been reports of the hippos invading a schoolyard as well as terrorizing the local fishing communities with some residents requiring hospital care after for Dad, I'm not going to lie. If your encounter with a hippo ends with anything other than the grave, 
That is a blessing. That is a win. The fact that this is not just the death toll is remarkable. Remember when we, we got to go on the safari? In with, Africa. In Africa. What, what did they all tell us? That one of the most dangerous animals out there was the hippo. Terrifying. Snap you right in half. Absolutely. Look at that. It's the I size mean, of a small car just waltzing down the road. Absolutely terrifying. I would go nowhere near those things. They're large, and they are by far in charge. So... Hey, uh, they get their own space as far as I'm concerned. The Colombian environment minister, Susanna Mohammed, said that they are in a race against time when it comes to, quote, permanent environmental and ecosystem impacts created by the hippos that they thought, if left unchecked, would have hit a population boom to about 1,000 and 20. Wow. Kind of works against your hysteria argument when you were predicting 1,000 by 2023 yeah. and you got 170. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's little not, much. You kind but, of overestimated there, but also having a hippo problem, not something I would recommend so for anybody. If you have 1,000 or you have 170, how many hippos does it take to kill a human? One. One. So. Honestly, I mean, probably like a baby hippo yeah. in the right spot, like yeah. a half hippo. You'd be going, oh, how cute, and then running for they your life. They are adorable. They God, are. The hippo videos, so a little baby The, the little baby going down the path, oh. it is the cutest thing in the world. Too bad it'll grow up to probably chop you. I know this sounds bad, but it always weirds me out when I read this headline that the hippos aren't actually on cocaine. I think in a world post-cocaine bear, the yeah. movie, yeah. I just, when I hear this, I'm like, oh, which does, by the way, bring us to the next point here we probably need to get the sequel in the works and just have it be oh the hippos actually got into cocaine so i in all in all honesty what would be the next animal you would like to have on cocaine i mean for I, the want, movie? I want cocaine hippos you we've want already, cocaine hippos. we've got this story like the whole point of cocaine bear is it was based on true events loosely now we just need cocaine hippos to go the same route that's you know, the, the base text is already written you know where i'm going cocaine gorilla oh man yeah i mean could you God. imagine Cocaine gorilla. No. That honestly sounds like something you could find in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Cocaine gorilla, gorilla probably somewhere we're gonna go around search it here. out. We're going to find it because we're going to be here all week. So stick with us. As always, download, subscribe, rate, and review. Leave us a five-star rating. Check out everything on the DKN going on all week here, including us from 4 to 6 every day. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow.